Hello, this is Mrs. Paranormal. It is a Sunday morning. It's 1026. I'm in my truck because it's a beautiful morning. The trees are just starting to change due to the warm temperatures. They're actually behind about, I don't know, a few weeks. So they're slowly starting to change depending on the, the type of tree. But we have a lot of trees here that are still in green. Uh, where I'm at. So I'm sitting in my truck because it's a beautiful breeze. And like I said, the trees are starting to change. I know it's been a while since I've done a podcast and I've been watching my numbers grow. I'm up to 200 and I think this is 240. I don't know. It doesn't matter. So what I'm going to start doing as opposed to waiting for it to get to 200 because 200 plays, that seems to be taking forever. So I am going to probably try and do one podcast or two podcasts a month. And if the numbers don't move, that's fine. I don't care. I'm not doing it for the numbers. But um, anyways, hope everyone's doing well. Hope life's treating you well and you're enjoying the spooky season coming upon us. I do have a few things to go over because I don't remember what my last podcast was. Oh, yeah, it was three years and I was still podcasting. So since then... I have been to that asylum twice that I've talked about in prior podcasts, and I was able to go on a private tour of it instead of being like tour guide. I was part of an actual group because what happens is that these people rent the place out and they had a person that couldn't make it, so they had a free spot. It was already paid for, so my friend Sarah said, do you want to go? I'm like, heck Yeah. So we met the people at a, a location. We all went to the asylum there. I think there was like 10 of us. And we got to go in. And there's no tour guides. It was just us. We had the whole place technically to ourselves. It was from 8 p.m. to 4 a.m. I couldn't stay the whole night because I had to work the next day. So I only stayed until about midnight. Plus, I was getting really tired. Uh, but while we were there, we did have a lot of activity going on um, up in one of the wards, the ward that uh, for drug abuse, alcohol abuse, that one, that wing, we had a lot of activity. Uh, The devices were going off, the cat ball was going off. And then in the morgue area, believe it or not, there was actually activity going on in there too. So that was a fun night. I was so happy that I got to do that. I'm actually going to thank my friend Sarah. I'm probably going to get her a little gift just for you know, thinking of me to go with her to do that. Then I went on, and two days later, I went on a public investigation. It was me, Sarah wasn't there. It was me, Chelsea, and then two other people. And the the groups were okay. Uh, The first group, there wasn't any activity, and I come to find out she had crystals on her. So that kind of put a damper on it because everyone knows that crystals are known to protect you, right, and your surroundings. And sometimes, from what we've understood, spirits won't, they don't like to come out or rather they don't like to interact because of the crystals because crystals are protective. But the second group that went through, they're great people. Uh, we did have activity in the, um, in the chapel, me and this other guy, Steve, that was doing the tour with me. We, I swore we heard like a brick move or something. And in the chapel towards the back, there is a brick that where they have a raggedy and a little raggedy and all leaning up against. And when, when we were done investigating, we we're moving on. I told Steve, I said, and we mimicked it. You know how you go back and you see, you know, was that the noise I heard? And it was. 
So I recommended, this is a uh, Paranormal 101, outline the subject, outline the object that either has been known to move or whatever it may be, depending on the um, what people have been saying, right? So I asked Steve, I said, you guys may want to outline that with a piece of chalk. So that way, if it moves, you'll know it'll cross the line, right? And they had a ball there, so you guys can out, you know, draw a line around the ball, stuff like that. So that way, if it moves, you have proof that it did. You have to obviously take before shots and after shots uh, to show proof that it moved. Because it was a heavy cinder block, like a brick kind of thing. So that was pretty cool. Um, I did get, when me and Chelsea were setting up, one of the wings, I don't remember which wing it was. I started getting really emotional, like really emotional. So something was there. I almost want to start to cry. And Chelsea's like, just let it out. I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't want to let it out. I'm not going to let it. I can't. Because then, you know, you're kind of doing what it wants you to do, right? So that was really cool. We had other activity. Cat balls went off, um, a couple of noises, things like that. And what I forgot to tell you guys is that on that investigation, I had left my recorder in the office on purpose, rolling, running, whatever, because it's been known that that office has apparently been haunted of some sort. So I left to go. And then a few days later, after that was all said and done, now I'm not going to go back to the asylum. And the reason why is, um, I think it was that Sunday morning, I felt like crap. Not a paranormal hangover. That's totally different. Your paranormal hangover is you have absolutely zero energy because you gave your energy to the spirit. You gave your energy to the ghost. You gave your energy to the room. People around you are using your energy, stuff like that. You are just so freaking drained. You can't move. I mean, you literally feel like you've got, you got hit by a truck or you've got mono or something. You're just so drained. So this was different. Um, I felt like I was catching a cold. I'm like, son of a bitch. I'm catching a freaking cold. And then I asked my friend Sarah, I said, do you ever get the sensation you're catching a cold the next day when you come home from the, the asylum? It sounds weird, doesn't it? And she's like, yeah. She goes, she's going through that right now. She goes, probably because of all the stale air. Uh, because, oh, also we had activity in the tunnel too, you guys. There's always activity in that freaking tunnel. Unbelievable. Uh, Most of you see a shadow figure at the end of the hall, like usual. Kind of like what they saw on Destination Fear. If you guys want to watch that, there's an episode from the asylum on Destination Fear from last year. I don't remember what month it was. But that's on their channel, on their um, episodes. But it is, and that was before they captured the shadow figure on Destination Fear. You could always sense something was there. And we did use the spirit box a couple of times, the ghost box. And we kept hearing names coming through and answers spot on answers when we were in the chapel you heard the word priest come through and i'm like normally i don't usually get good evidence from that thing but steve was sitting next to me and he goes priest i'm like you heard that too he goes yeah i'm like oh my god so you're things like priest steve always comes through the name steve is always coming through which is very bizarre um so yeah that's pretty cool but anyways getting back to my i think so i felt like shit the next day and i had plans in the morning to go take a walk and i couldn't go because i felt like crap I'm like, son of a bitch, I don't want to be catching a cold. So I, I dosed up on the uh, emergency and I took all this other stuff. And from what I can tell, it's because of the staler in that building. So um, I don't want to go back. 
because of that. I don't like feeling like crap the next day. It mimics a cold. It's not a cold. It's a shitty air. But I feel like crap. You know, I don't want to do anything. I'm all nasally, and it takes a few days to get rid of it. I'm like, no. So I, as far as I'm concerned, I am done with that. I was helping um, the gentleman who runs the place. His name is Craig, if you guys are curious. Uh, he does the asylum there. He's the one who runs it, books, everything. But I'm done. It's cool. But by the time you leave at, like, freaking 2 o'clock a.m., you're so fucking tired, dude. You're so drained. It's like, oh, my God. But I will never take it for granted. And I always appreciate being there. As well as listening to the spirits, getting to know the spirits, seeing them in my mind. And then there's this other place that it, I guess I'll give them a, a, a shout out, whatever. Fox Valley Ghost Hunters in Wisconsin. Okay. They have this place that it, they're starting to, it's an old uh, nun, it's a church, there's a school, and there's a nun, nun house where they used to stay. And it's about 30 minutes from where I live. Anyways, it's been abandoned for a long time. And what's nice is that they bought it, Fox Valley, as far as I know, they bought it and they're going to bring it back to life. Now, the community that this place is in is very, very small. I mean, it's like Mayberry small. I hope I didn't just date myself. But anyways, it's very tiny. And when I went there, I went there initially back in 2018 because I saw it on Facebook under abandoned buildings because I like to shoot abandoned buildings buildings once in a while so I went out there because the person left said where it was and it's absolutely beautiful and I have that on one of my Facebook pages and I had kind of mentioned it to Craig last year I said hey if you guys are interested in building it's beautiful blah blah, blah. what's kind of cool is they checked it out not necessarily from what I said but he did check it out and so anyways long story short they were going to start booking tours to go through, and apparently it does have activity. They did catch an EVP of someone singing, and there's nobody else in the room but the investigators. And it's out in the t- town of Brethren, or Jericho. Another way is Jericho, Wisconsin. So they're working on that. So it's like $375 for seven people to investigate it. You have the place to yourself. So me and a couple of the other girls probably next year are going to book it to go through there. I'll let you guys know how that goes. So that's kind of cool. Beautiful, beautiful place. Just a small community, but I guess the community kind of wants this to happen. One, it's bringing more people into their community. It, there's a gas station to get more, that's going to get more um, business, restaurants, things like that. So it's going to help the community out. And according to them, the money that they make is going to go right back into the building to replenish it and bring it back to life. So I'm glad to see they're doing something positive with the money as opposed to some places who just pocket it, right? What else? Um, in November, November 6th, me and Amanda from Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural, we are going on a public investigation in Milwaukee. It's at a hotel that they usually do. They didn't last year, obviously, because it's lame COVID, but they did the year before her and I went. And we're going to go again this that Saturday night, and we're going to hang out in Milwaukee afterwards, and we're just going to spend the night in Milwaukee at a hotel. Not that hotel, a different one. That could be haunted, too. I don't know. I'm going to bring my equipment, because this guy I watch, Eric Connor, on YouTube, uh, Epic TV, Epic Paranormal TV, him and Sean Austin always, when they do these travels right now, they're on this uh, tour to hell, I think it's called. Check them out on, on YouTube if you guys are interested. It is uh, Epic Paranormal TV. 
you will see me in the, if you guys do check him out, you'll see me in the chat. Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural. You will see me in their chat, okay? I don't do Sean Austin's. I like Eric better just because he's got a really cool personality the way he investigates. Anyways, him and Sean, when they do this traveling, they go in these hotels and they don't know if they're haunted, but their theory is so many people have gone through so much energy in these rooms, maybe they're haunted, right? Well, sure enough, they're sitting there listening to an investigation in this hotel we're staying in, this room we're staying in, they get fucking evidence. Just crazy shit. So, I'm going to try that with that when me and Amanda do our little stay over in Milwaukee. Um, so, that'll be fun. I'll probably put that on Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural. You know, I'll take pictures and stuff like that. I'm going to bring all my shit, REM pods, K2, the cat balls, EVP. And maybe when we're gone during the investigation, I'll leave it running because I have two recorders and she's got a recorder. Maybe I'll just leave it on the bed and let it go while we're, you know, investigating. Because if we get any EVPs. Other than that, I don't have anything else coming up. I'm still waiting for Sarah and my friend Nikki to get back to me uh, for us to meet up and do an investigation before the weather gets bitter cold. I'm thinking probably sometime in November we'll do another investigation. So that's that, you guys. But please stop by Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural. We have 287 followers. That's a lot. You can fill a good-sized room with that many people. And I think it's kind of neat that we're doing this investigation in November, and I'm thinking hopefully by then maybe we'll have 300 followers. Now it's kind of our our, our second goal is to do an investigation with um, 300 followers. However, this place that we're investigating, this public place, I don't think they're going to allow to do, you know, because it's a public investigation. Usually places don't allow that. Um, I was in Oshkosh, Wisconsin about a week ago. I was at their library. This place, you guys, is absolutely breathtaking. It's a house that was donated to Oshkosh. Now it's a museum. And I'm curious. I want to contact them and see if they if they would allow an investigation. But I don't know how to present myself and use the right words so I don't scare them off. You know, paranormal. Oh, my God. You're going to bring ghosts in. You know, I don't know how to do that. So let me ask Sarah for help. <laughs> But you guys know, you can always email me at p-a-t-t-y-i-n-w-i gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, blah, 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 any ghost stories, which there's only one out there who has been in contact with me via instant message about um, his paranormal, paranormal experiences. And I have uh, another story, but I'll probably save it for the next podcast because I'm going to reread it before I read it as part of the podcast. So I was looking for some stories this morning. Oh, there's a guy over there at the softball field using his uh, metal detector. He's looking for gold. I'm trying to think if there's anything else going on. No, that's it. No, I do have a YouTube channel, Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural. There's really nothing on it yet. I would like to try getting back into that again, which I'm sure I have said that several times, and I just don't because I don't know... I don't know how to, I don't know how to do it. I mean, like, say if I, my basement, okay, like, say, do I go YouTube, and what if I don't get any activity, do I still post it? I don't know. I don't know what to expect when people do paranormal investigation on YouTube. I don't, I guess I don't know what, the, <laughs> I don't know what the viewers are expecting. I don't know if they expect to get activity, or is it going to be too boring? 
you know. So if you guys have any tips on that one, email me, message me on Facebook, Wisconsin Vescares of Supernatural. If you have any tips that you can share as far as YouTube goes, I'm thinking about maybe it's early enough I can go home, get my ghost box, go to the cemetery, but do do like a, a thing on YouTube. I don't know. I don't even know how to, I know how to do it. I just don't know how to produce it. I don't know how to film it. I don't know. I think that's why I never really did much with the channel. You see these people out there YouTubing, and they got the, this whole setup, and they got their little shit all set up. <laughs> I'm like, I got, I don't know. Anyways, I'm babbling. So thank you guys for for tuning into my podcast. I really appreciate it. I've been doing this for three years now, and I still enjoy it. I just have to get back into the groove again. I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not going to wait for fucking 200 plays. That's just ridiculous, because it's taking forever. So I did find some stories, though, I would like to go over. Let's see. These aren't going to be... These won't be too bad. Just a lot of ads on the freaking channel. Alright, so I don't think I've read these before. If I have, I apologize, but I don't think so. This one is called The Little Hands. I never lived in a haunted house, but my mother did as a teen. Writes a Reddit user. Or reader... Yeah, Reddit user. Or is it Reddit? Anyways. Recounting a true event... Other houses on her street had strange things going on, too. A few homes away from her lived a family. One night, the daughter went to bed with a bad headache. The next day, she was dead. She passed away from an aneurysm. That's scary, because I go to bed with headaches, too, sometimes. After her funeral, the family went away... Sorry. After her funeral, the family went away to get their minds off the tragedy, and the father asked my uncle, my mother's brother, to check on their pets. My mom and dad, who were dating at the time, went with him. My mother had heard that there was a grand piano and she wanted to play it. My dad was studying to be a veterinarian. Okay. After entering the house, my uncle and my father headed to the basement to see the animals. And my mother went to the piano on the ground floor. She was playing it when she felt something brush her ankles. She thought a cat must have left the basement and walked past her. She kept playing and then she felt it again. She looked down at the piano and saw nothing. When she started again, she felt hands clasp her legs tightly. She dashed to the basement door, called my uncle and father, and waited for them. And waited for them, sorry. Uh, back outside, my uncle could tell my mom was rattled and asked what was wrong. She told him what had happened, and he turned white. He told her the daughter who had died used to play the game with her father. When he played the piano, she'd crawl underneath and grab his ankles and push his feet up and down on the pedals. That's a good one. Oh, she's back. That's sweet. The Phantom Patient. The ambulance company that I used to work for had a haunted ambulance, Rig 12, Rude Counts, read it user. A lot of the EMTs had stories about it, but I never put much stock in paranormal stuff. That is until my own experience with Rig 12. My partner and I were working in a rural community at 3 a.m., and it was pitch dark and completely quiet. We were both dozing. I was in the driver's seat, and she was in the passenger seat. I woke up to a muffled voice, but I thought my partner was talking. I told her I was trying to sleep and closed my eyes. I distinctly heard a male voice say, Oh my God, am I dying? Followed by a few seconds of heavy breathing, my partner and I sat up straight 
and looked back into the patient compartment where it sounded like the voice had come from. Things were quiet for a couple of seconds and then we heard the click of the oxygen bottle regulator and, and a hiss as if it was leaking. I turned on the lights and we ran out of the rig. I thought a transient might have climbed in while we were sleeping. So we opened the rear doors and no one was there. I checked the oxygen bottles, nothing, neither was opened. We didn't sleep much after that. Hmm. Here's one. The impish ghost. That was an impish ghost. My neighbor Diane and I had a playful poltergeist for years, and we called it Billy. So begins, read it user, blah, 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 and the real life ghost story. I come home and find something Put it in a weird place, like milk in the cupboard, toilet paper in the fridge, laundry detergent in the bathtub. <laughs> Diane once called to ask if Billy had been around because she couldn't find a gallon of milk. We finally found it outside on her back steps. And a sugar, and sugar, damn sugar. Every morning, my sugar bowl was empty. <laughs> Sorry, I thought that's cute. When I'd had enough, I would point to Diane's home and yell, go see Diane. Within five, within five minutes, I get a call from her saying, thanks a lot, she'd say. He'd gone and pulled shenanigans at her place. <laughs> That's cute. This occurred for an entire two years while we lived there. No one believed us, not even our husbands. My mother thought someone was stealing from us and we were sleeping from us when we were sleeping or when they were out of the house. My sister believed something was going on but didn't know what. I still can't explain any of it. Oh, my God, you guys. That, that there is what I want. I want, I would love to have that, that experience with a ghost or a spirit and then tell them, oh, go, go, go bug so-and-so. And they do. Because, you know, in, in all truth, uh, spirits can actually go wherever the hell they want to. You know, it's like, oh, <laughs> speaking of this. Okay, so we're at the asylum, right? And uh, this is for the public tour. So we tell the spirits, me and Chelsea, sorry, my eyes are really bad. We tell the spirits, come follow us. Don't have to stand there. Come on down. Come follow us. Right? So me and Chelsea are bringing up the rear of the, the tour. She goes, oh, my God, what the fuck was that? She goes, I heard something behind me. I said, Chelsea, you told the spirits to come with us. So they're following you. She goes, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I just laughed. I'm like, girl, you asked them to follow you, and they do. And you go, oh, my God, what the fuck is that? <laughs> they did what you wanted, right? All right. But anyways, back to the story. Phenomenal story. Awesome. That is what I'd love to have. Just that the interaction. Go bug so-and-so, you know? I love it. The eerie attic. Before reader, user, blah, 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 got down to recounting their scariest of ghost stories about living in a place that was obviously teamed with honest to goodness members of the spiritual world, they pointed out that the irony of ghost stories that began with the phrase, I don't believe in ghosts. But after all, no matter how a ghost story begins, it always hinges on the notion that, come on, of course we believe in ghosts, right? All right. After, here we go. A few years ago, I moved into a one-bedroom apartment in Melbourne, Australia. They went on to recall it was my first time living on my own. The apartment block had been built in the 1930s, and I had been there for a few months when I came home from work one day, and I went to the bathroom. I saw something strange, a wooden board, which had, which had covered a hole in the ceiling that led to a small attic space. 
Wow. Leaf. Um, so it was fractured in two pieces on the ground, so it must have fallen from the ceiling. I examined the pieces. The board was an inch thick, and it would have taken Bruce Lee to break it. I thought the landlord had sent someone to work in the attic. I was frozen stiff with fear. Someone is in there for sure, I thought. I emailed pictures to the landlord asking if anyone had been in there with the undertone of annoyance since she hadn't warned me. Great. He, her reply read, please come and see me as soon as you're able to. I called and she explained that her last two tenants had said the same thing happened. She promised to replace the board and she did. Now, a month later, I woke up one night around 4 a.m. My body was covered in goosebumps. It felt like someone was rubbing his or her hands on me. Everything was silent. But then I heard a dragging sound coming from above my bed. It was as if someone was pulling a sack of potatoes. Oh my God. I froze, convinced someone was up there. There's no way an animal could make that sound. Now, after five minutes, I worked up to enough courage to turn on the light, arm myself with a cricket bat, and walked to the bathroom. That's when I saw the new board covered the hole was broken in two. I felt sick. I dragged the sounding sorry the dragging sound had stopped but i heard something else whispering the sound was clear and coming from the attic holy shit it sounded like a ch children's voice and i can hear a sentence repeated over and over it's your turn it's your turn it's your turn i switched on every light in the apartment to make my to make things feel normal as 5 a.m and dark out i watched tv to try to unwind then Oh no, then a fuse blew. My pet budgie, Dexter, what's a budgie? Dexter, whom I kept in the kitchen, usually never made a sound, must be a bird. But he started squawking like he was being strangled. I had never heard him make noises like that before. He was screaming. I grabbed my car keys and ran. She didn't take the bird with her? Sat in my car and waited there until the sun came up. When I saw people walking their dogs, the comfort. This comforted me enough to go back. The front door was open, but I figured I might have forgotten to close it when I ran out. I went to the kitchen to check on Dexter, but he wasn't in his cage. Why the hell would you not bring your bird with you? I felt sick again. All my windows were closed, so I looked everywhere inside. When I walked into the bathroom, oh, Jesus, I heard splashing. Dexter was half drowned in the toilet. I took him out, washed him, and dried him. I was so confused at 8 a.m. Wow hell at 8 a.m i called the landlord gave her a watered down version of the night oh wow you've heard the whispering too she said i stayed in that apartment for another 18 months i heard the whispering on a few occasions and twice the board cover the board covering the hole in the ceiling moved although i lived else although i live elsewhere now the landlord recently called she said that her new tenants had begged to speak with me about the stuff that's been going on with them she said, forget it. It's their problem now. Okay, one, why do you not take the friggin' bird out when this happened? Come on. And she didn't say if the bird lived, but he must have. And two, you hear something whispering? Hello? Oh, my God, that's creepy, dude. That's fucking creepy. Oh, here's the wind blowing. That's a creepy story. That's good. Very good. They're creepy as hell. So... I will leave the other stories for the next podcast because there's quite a few of them. It's a new thing I found online. Um, windows won't go down. But 
so yeah you guys that's what's been going on with me i sh- will definitely have another podcast before our investigate that public investigation in november uh, i don't know where i'll be but i'll do that and i'll try and work on my youtube channel again i don't know where to start or where to go so if anybody if you want to email me at p-a-t-t-y-i-n-w-i-gmail.com in the subject field put down podcast or message me on facebook and to the individual who keeps in communication with me on Messenger, yep, I am getting the message. Thank you. And I will definitely share it on the next podcast. Again, I want to reread that story again. Very interesting. Um, and I've already shared one of your stories, so that'll be nice. But I'm sorry, there's people watching right now. He's still out there with his detector. Hasn't found anything. There's a guy on the hill chilling in the sun. <laughs> So, all right, everybody, that's it. You guys have a great work week. Stay safe. Have fun. Enjoy the weather. And let me know if you're going to be decorating, if you're decorating, if you're going to be dressing up for Halloween, what you're going to be, where you're going. I'm thinking of, I have a Renaissance costume, and I have an eye patch. I don't know how I'm going to play the eye patch into the Renaissance costume yet. I don't know. We'll see. So, you guys, thank you so much for taking about 30 minutes out of your day to listen to me. I really, 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 really appreciate it. I'll keep doing these podcasts because I just gives me something to do. <laughs> Plus, I like sharing my paranormal experiences with you guys. So, oh, look, he's digging. He found something. Ooh, he found something. It's gold. Anyways, all right, you guys, everyone, please take care. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Share the podcast if you think it's worth shareable. Always feel free to leave me a message. Um, other than that, you guys all take care. Oh, one more thing before I let you go. I saw the new Halloween movie. Halloween Kills. I didn't like it. I did not like it at all. Just, that's all I'm going to say. I did not like it. Not good. No. No. Alright, so you guys take care. This is Mr. Paranormal. <laughs> this is Mr. Paranormal signing off.